This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles official podcast channel. G'day, Steve Menzies here, and this is the Seagulls Business Podcast, hosted by Seagulls Commercial Manager, Ben Brody, and Chief Commercial Officer, Luke Tucker. Each week, Ben and Luke will be joined by Seagulls Corporate Partners and other special guests to chat about all things business. And of course, a bit of footy. The Seagulls Business Podcast is proudly presented by Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. Now... Let's get down to business. Thank you, Beaver, and hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Seagulls Business Podcast, proudly presented by our media partner, ASCII Live Media. I'm Ben Brody, Commercial Manager at the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, and I'm joined by my co-host and Chief Commercial Officer of the Sea Eagles, Luke Tucker. Hello, Luke. Hey, Ben. Thank you. A pleasure to welcome our guest today, a gentleman that we know very well. A lot of our audience wouldn't have heard of this gentleman or his business, but they would have seen his handiwork. So it's my great pleasure to introduce today from Embroid and Brand Narrabeen, Darren Robinson. Morning, Darren. Morning, Ben. Morning, Luke. Just a little bit of a background information. Embroid and Brand is exactly as the name suggests, and we use Darren a lot to get branding on our jerseys, on our apparel, on our polos, on our shorts, everywhere you see brands. Normally, it's either through our apparel partner or a midnight call to Darren to put, you know, branding on 4,000 jumpers within uh, three days' time. And he's a man who rarely says no, and we're very, very lucky to have him. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyway, enough of a talk up here. Let's find out a little bit more about the gentleman with us today. Darren, obviously, two halves of this podcast. We like to find out your involvement with the Seagulls and how your business works with us. But first, we like to go back and find out a little bit more about you. So... If we can head back and not too far back, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, school, what you wanted to do, what you wanted to be? Ben, I grew up in Willoughby on the North Shore in Sydney there. It was um, a good childhood and now look, we had a a lot of footy involvement back then. In what capacity? I played with all the local footy teams there, like Willoughby. We started off with Willoughby at four years old and played with Crow's Nest and then played with North Sydney and the junior reps and yeah, yeah, later on to Proserpine in North far North Queensland. Went to Willoughby Public School, Crowsdust Boys High School. It was it was a good it was a good upbringing. Different suburb Willoughby now than what it used to be. In what way? It was more of a blue collar upbringing back in those days. The city's a lot closer now than it used to be as far as transport and whatnot. And yeah, it's just changed. It's uh, demographic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I left there in 1992. Went to Queensland. Went for three months. Stayed for six years. Right, so you went up with the family, is that No, right? no, I was still a single guy there. It was okay. uh, a good place to go for a single fella. Sure. In the 90s, early 90s. The early 90s. Yeah. The Whit Sundays. Uh, yeah. It was good fun. That being said, got a job out in the islands. Oh, yeah? Doing what? Uh, I started off a Mawalan floor tiler by trade. Okay. Did that at TAFE when I left school in mm-hmm. 1981. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'd had enough of Sydney, just needed a break and went north. Got a job on Hayman Island. Nice. Yeah, that was very good. I wish I would have found out about it a lot earlier in life. <laughs> yeah, so during that time, found people doing different things that I hadn't been exposed to previously. So 
like going out to the Great Barrier Reef for right. a trip. So, so I effectively took on a, a role of trying to get a job out of tiling while I was on the island and into something else, which I did. And that's why I ended up staying for so long. So we got a job driving boats out to the Great Barrier Reef and Whitehaven Beach and all those different places. Had you had you driven boats? Did you have a boat license? Never, never driven a boat in my life. Is that what it said on the application? It was, it was as clear as uh, motivation is the only requirement. So you just had to be up at 5.30 every day. They were happy for you to be there. Uh, stayed long enough and then um, met a wife. You met a wife? Yeah, met a wife. Was she a passenger, she, a passenger so she, on a boat? Yeah, no, no. She, Bronny, Bronny, so uh, she was a wife at the time? Bronny, no, no, she wasn't at the time. I met my wife, Bronwyn, on the island. She was working there as well. What was she doing? She was working in a kids' club, looking after kids. Okay. So she's a school teacher by profession. Okay. Mum material? Well, you know, it's uh, she ticked all the boxes. She nice. was, uh, I think Bronny told me you were the last bloke left on the island. I was, you ended up uh, bar had been dropped, yeah. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> Uh, we left there, I think we left there in 2000. We come back to Sydney for the Olympics. Uh, her dad had a, a, a pretty sort of senior role. Okay, what, what did he do? He was the head of the media wow. for the Olympics. Yeah. So he was former CEO of Channel 10. What, what's his name? John McKenzie. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so yeah, we came back and that was good fun. And so you worked at the Sydney Olympics? No, no, we came back for the Olympics just right. to be part of yep. it. I actually got a job with uh, the Oatley family at that point. That was Wine. That's correct. Good yeah, sponsor yeah. of ours these days. Yeah, no, too. absolutely. Yeah, no. So Sandy and uh, I worked for a couple of them, but uh, stayed there about ten years. And and what did you do there? Drove their boats. That was effectively that was my role. I drove their boats on a full time position. Right. So their um, their leisure boats. Their leisure boats, correct? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That which is also fun. a which is a good job for a single bloke with no kids. For at that point, no kids, but I wasn't single, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But then when the kids come along in 2002 and 2005, uh, it was a little bit tougher. Lifestyle change. Lifestyle change. Mm. Because you get the phone calls at one o'clock in the morning, you know, and they go, what are you up to? Oh, yeah, well, I'm sleeping. Yes. And uh, they go, well, we need you to pick us up. So anyway, that was that, that sort of come and went. And then, um, and then I got into what I'm doing now. Okay. So before we, before we asked that, yeah, you touched yeah. on your, your football history. You are a, uh, a strapping, impressive stature of a man um, very kind very yeah. kind <laughs> so i'd imagine you were probably a uh, wide running second rower would that be right yeah correct yeah, okay played in the second row played in the centers okay so you you started when you were four four correct and, yeah. and how long did you play for played till i was 29 30 right okay yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, so. Okay. So, so tell us about your experiences. You played in the North Shore of New South yeah, no, Wales. I played for Willoughby. And, and we're talking rugby league here. Well, rugby league, correct. Yeah, Very yeah good. absolutely. So were you a North Sydney fan growing up? I was. I was yeah, still am. And uh, there's a story about that my daughter who's uh, asked me one day who I supported. And she, I said, North Sydney. And she went, get over yourself. They don't even have a team. Oh, wow. Well, they, they haven't bomb. lost a game this year. <laughs> They're going pretty well. So I waited one day and I said to her, I said, okay, when, when she was about six or seven, I said, we're going to the footy. She goes, what do you mean we're going to the footy? I said, we're going to the footy. She goes, who to say? I said, Norse and Manly. Norse and the Over. That was a day that I'll never forget. You played at Willoughby and then you played, played at, during high school? Ah, uh, no, not really. Not right. I played, yeah, I never stopped playing yeah. the whole way through school. So I played for Willoughby uh, Juniors and then Crow's Nest uh, in the Juniors um, and, and pretty much right through uh, played in the the Harold Matthews teams and the President's Cup teams right. for North Sydney. Okay. And and, then, and any players of, of note that you played with or against? Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up with Greg Florimo, basically. Right. He's, uh, we've sort of hung out together as uh, a lot of kids. A lot of them that went through to do some things, others 
Yeah, well, he's probably the Flo- most. He's probably the most. Flo's probably the most prominent. A- absolutely, is yeah. he, he's still heavily involved with the Bears, obviously. Very heavily, yeah, yeah, and with his family as well. Yeah, you know, so they're all his, his mum and his dad. They're all yeah. You know, they all live up on the Central Coast now. Okay. Yeah. So you played here. Then you played footy when you moved up to Queensland. Played footy when I went up to Queensland. How different was that? The the competition, the grade. The first game I played for Proserpine. I'd, I'd never experienced bush footy before mm. as such. Uh, we played against a side called Murrumbah. Now, Murrumbah is a mining town west of Mackay. We kicked off. We kicked to the guy from Murrumbah. He's ran the ball back. And just before he gets to the line, threw the ball on the ground and just start running punching. That was <laughs> really? the start of the game. And, and this is my first game in North Queensland. I've gone, oh, geez. So you would have been a what tw- young, young 20... Oh, I was about 20, 29, 28, 29. Right. So it was right towards the end. Right. That's where I finished up. Probably. Yeah, I can imagine why. And I thought, geez, here we go. This is going to be good. I think that was in the that was in the reserve grade side, and then I played in the first grade side the next week, and that was um, that was a different competition altogether. Mackay comp's pretty tough. Good competition. Yeah. Okay. And how how did you did you back yourself uh, when the when the stink happened? Oh, look, I was playing five eight that day, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Sure. <laughs> you ran straight in the forwards. I went, yep, you guys sort that out. Yeah, yeah, I didn't we, have them. <laughs> was that a fairly consistent thing? I mean, no, I know. No, it's the only time I'd seen it. That's the only, that was, obviously the fella had a bit of a gripe with somebody. Oh, what a baptism he, of fire though in the bush Yeah, footy. I thought, geez, here we go. That's, uh, but yeah, that was the only instance during the whole game. Okay. Uh, no. Which we, and I think we went through on one, just a different form of footy. Yeah. So probably not one of your fondest memories of footy. Can you tell us about your best memories? Was there grand final wins, oh, premierships? Yeah, no, yeah, we won the last uh, under-21s comp in the North Sydney competition, which is the, well, I suppose it was the President's Cup. That was with Willoughby. What year was that, Darren? 86, 86, yeah. Was Flo in, no, in that oh, team? No, no, no. Greg went into grade. At about 17. Sure. We played a lot of junior footy together. Once he matured and moved on, we never played park footy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not until okay. he was a lot older. Yeah. So, so he's, uh, yeah, he was gone. But there was a lot of good footy players, like the, the Norse team that went through, I think, the, the President's Cup final in 1984, I think it was. There was probably six or seven to end up playing first. Got a guy, Paul Conlon, who was only 17 at the time. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good footy players. Adrian Tool. Oh, yeah, okay. Guys like that. They all played in that side. Yeah, nice. Nice. And, of course, you got to a point where you had to, unfortunately, give it away. Due to a knee injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. But you were... They were your old knees, weren't they? They were the old knees. Yeah, yeah, no. Two new knees later. It's been just good. Fair Maybe enough. a comeback now you've got the new knees. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, so you continue to follow the Bears up until the merger of uh, the Northern Eagles. How is that for you as a North well, City was I never went to a game of footy or watched a game of footy for about five years. And then after the Bears got kicked out, I just sort of I went on uh, went on strike yeah. as such. And then I had a mate of mine who was a, a sponsor at Manly, a guy Rocky Tassoni. He was uh, Blue Water Sound. He, he, he said to me, come down to the footy. And I went, oh, I'm not going to watch Manly play. I think I've been involved ever since. Nice. Was loving good. it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, loving it. It's been great. So how hard was it then for you as, as a passionate North Sydney fan and then the merger and the bad blood after North Sydney were kicked out? Because we've heard the perspective previously in these podcasts from Manly fans. And of course, you know, it was the right decision. The, the team was uh, justified being, you know, allowed back in and all the rest. How hard was it for you then to 
not only forgive what had happened, but then become a supporter of the club that you originally hated. Oh, well, it, it, was, a, it was a big move and it surprised a few people. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, if you want to follow the footy and you, you can't follow something that doesn't exist, sure. even though the Bears still exist, not on the platform that they used to. So, yeah, like you've got to be realistic about it. And then the involvement that we've had with the club has been good as well. And you know, both my kids follow Manly. Wife's still out. She still doesn't know who she supports, but she'll come. She, we see her at plenty of games. She's, we'll, she's we'll on take board. Her as a Manly fan. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. She's on board. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it was it was tough because it was uh, you know it was a lot of tradition there that was sort of brushed away, and it was at the end of the day it was all about the money. You know, had they signed with uh, Super League, they'd still exist today. As mm, all right. the all the ARL sides that signed with Super League all still exist today. They, they never come back in the capacity they were, but they will be whether they come back in another form. I don't know, but it's uh, it's one of those things you. You've just got to move on. You do. And very timely, because as you say that, the halftime siren sounds in the background and it gives us a good opportunity to have a little bit of a quick break here from our sponsors, because in the second half of our chat today with Darren, we'll find out about his involvement with the Manly Seagulls and with his business in Broad and Brand. So stay tight and we will be back with Darren Robinson very, very soon. Embroidered Brand is the thread to your business success. Whether it's embroidery, screen printing, heat-sealed logos or anything you need your branding featured on, Embroidered Brand offers quality service and a trusted supplier for your business. Based in North Narrabeen on the northern beaches of Sydney, Embroidered Brand is a proud partner of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Head to embroideredbrand.com.au to explore everything that Embroidered Brand can do for you and your brand. back for the second half of our chat today with Darren Robinson from Embroid and Brand. Uh, Darren, you came back to Sydney for the Sydney Olympics. Tell me about going from driving boats up in North Queensland to the thought of starting your own business in embroidery. Driving boats was a good job for a single fella. I mean, single fellow with children was not really conducive to driving boats at all times of the days and you know, nights. And I stepped away from that, uh, much to a few people's disappointment, but I uh, stepped away from that. And, and I, I certainly, the qualification that I have as a wall and floor tiler, I didn't want to go back into that either because, as we mentioned, and I had a knee injury and I needed to find something that was not impacting on my body at that point as much. Out of the sun as well, after years working in the sun, that had, had a bit of an impact. And so I had a friend of mine who, and he still does it, he has the same sort of business embroidery up in, in Brisbane. And I sort of looked at that, looked at buying a franchise at the time, thought better, couldn't get my head around paying the continued franchise fees, you know, day in, week out, yeah. so all that sort of stuff. So I thought I could do this myself. Looked into what I had to get, started from there. The first 18 months was an eye-opener. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. And, and, you know, that goes for a lot of small businesses. So how did you convince Ronnie, that uh, suddenly you wanted to do this? Uh, I already had two career changes with her, so this was the third. So she was basically said that that this would be the last one. Uh, So you had it on your side that you were doing it for the family, right? uh, Well, correct. I wanted to spend more time with the kids, you know, like, and and Bron, because at the end of the day, it's the reason we do it for. She wasn't completely on board to start off with, and sometimes she still has her moments, but it's a small business. You've got to spend a lot of time doing what you've got to do. What's interesting there is that you looked at the franchise model. What I'd like to know is whether those, and obviously you don't have to tell us here, you might not even remember, but whether that franchise now that you were looking at buying into back then, you've got 
millions of people seeing your brand now through our partnership, which we'll get on to later. But it's funny that um, maybe with all the exposure that you've got, maybe one day you could be the, the franchise that other people are buying into. I've certainly looked at that. Unfortunately, with the GFC, which slowed a lot of things down during the period that we started it, and then what we've obviously just been through with the COVID. But that's certainly something that's uh, it wouldn't be out of the question. Going I guess it's down. a bit of a balance for you, isn't it? Like obviously, you get your brand out there through our signage and some of the stuff you do with us. But every time someone sees your work, it's actually somebody else's brand that they're seeing. Well, correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and that's the good and the bad. It's uh, be great to have our name splashed everywhere, but that's uh, that's not what we do. Yeah, it's more the quality of the work it's that the we're quality, showing. And... You know, the, uh, making sure things don't fall off and they're as clear as possible and. And I know you and I exchange a few texts when we're watching different games and different sports and we're like, how about that branding? It's off, it's off center by two centimeters. You love working with my OCD, don't you? Well, that, there was a, well, that game with the Roosters played a couple of years back where all their numbers fell off. Uh, that was, uh, there would have been some Yeah, they were flowing off. in the wind, weren't they? Yeah, they were. <laughs> they, at one point, everyone had number one on. <laughs> so how did you go about getting customers, building your, your base? Well, the reason I looked at what I was looking at was because I... I was fairly certain with the connections that I'd had uh, in the marine industry, which there was uh, a, a lot of people that I knew from, you know, Peter Allen, who's now the CEO of Westfields. We used to work for him and the Oatleys and you know, different people through their networking that I could hit the ground running as far as getting work through the front door. Great idea to start off with. It was just knocking on doors and then um, letting people know because we're a destination. People look for us. We're not an attraction. They don't walk past the front of the shop and go, oh, geez, we need a hat. We'll go in there. If somebody walks through the front door, they already know what they want. So it was uh, the marketing side's been an interesting one. Social media's been great. It's uh, it's a good platform to to get what you do in front of a lot of people. But then also the the support with Manly and that that partnership's been great as well. It's all about exposure. So let's talk about that. You you set up your shop in Narrabeen, I'm presuming. Yep. And you've been there now eight what, years. Eight years. Yeah. Okay. And when did the partnership with Manly begin? I think we're into our fifth year now. Okay. So I think it was 2015 that we first started. And this was with uh, Luke, wasn't uh, it? No, Luke. It was just before me. Just before right. Luke. Uh, we had a couple of uh, Joey Marone who went on to. Yeah, he went on to the Eels. He and went now on to the at, Eels. I think he's at the new. He's at um, MacArthur Football. He is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. A league so, team, yeah. That's right. So he's. Hey, uh, Joey. Yeah, hey, Joey. Yeah, shout out to Joey. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so Joey Joey pulled us in, and at the time they had somebody else who was doing all their retrospective apparel uh, decoration. So so if you can, just give us a quick rundown of what that means for, for so, the fans So the retrospective, we do all the retrospective decoration for, for you guys. So what that means is, so uh, you guys have got Sarah Strata on board. They've taken the back of the jersey. We needed to apply all branding for their brand onto the, onto the jerseys for, for game day. The playing jerseys. The playing yeah. jerseys and a few other things as well. What people mightn't recognise, all they do is they see the 17 players week in, week out. There's 120 football jumpers that go towards that one team for the season. So they've all got to be done. Yeah, so why, why 120, Darren? Oh, well, I think they just need to cover all. Spares size, spares. Sizes. Sizes. Yeah. So, uh, jumpers for different uh, different builds of player. and um, It just covers everybody. Yeah, so 100, uh, 120 home. 120 away. Yeah, okay. So, And sometimes that's within a day or two. That well, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Done. That's a, it's a lot of short turnarounds, but that's that's the, that's part of the that's part mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. But I think you've become, and we always talk about how we have strong partnerships, but you're generally part of the team at Manly, aren't you? Like the, All the, the players drop in there, they get their own 
stuff done for their like whether it's for mementos and you know, for their yeah, kids yeah, they, get, and, they get they get stuff done for their kids and but that's how i see how natural it is you talk about social media as well um we see all the players posting about your business through their own social media account as well because it's a genuine relationship there yeah, and no, look, they love are, your work at the end of the day we, we like to look after them because again social media it's a great platform and you know, they're going to have more followers than what we've got uh so it just makes it's good sense to yeah, you know, make sure we look after everybody, not just the you know the lady that walks in wants a two one oh one t shirt sure. on. It's a great relationship. So but mm. it's been yeah, you know, so five five years now when we started it was just doing uh, a number and some embroidery on a few different things. Mm. Uh, it's now gone on to you know, like with the innovation of everyone having player numbers and on their apparel and everything they do, that so we've expanded what we do. You are a big part of this club, but you're a big part moving forward of the history of the momentous moments for individual players. So as, as fans would probably know that when there's a, uh, a special game, you know, someone's 200th or someone's debut game, there will be embroidery normally at the sort of the chest yeah, area. Yeah, right on the sternum there. Yeah. So in, in fact, Darren, you're probably getting team information before Luke and I even do. Well, yeah, that was, uh, and that's. Uh, I think they that, that that is true. In the early part, that was uh, absolutely true because you didn't have to name anybody. You know, someone coming back from injury, or yeah. so. But look, no, there hasn't been a lot of that. It's a good. Uh, it's, oh, it's a great. Darren. It's a great accolade for those guys, and it's good to be part of that. But I know, I know you get your photos a few days yeah. before you, you take your photo, and then the minute the minute the team's announced, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, Darren's got the. You're jersey. very good. Well, uh, you know, like uh, Rossi sort of keeps me on a tight loop. Alex Ross. Yes, Alex Ross. Yeah, so uh, I, I've been to yours, you know, on a, a Tuesday morning trying to get you to slap some brands on. Probably shouldn't say slap some brands on to carefully craft some brands yeah, on yeah. our perfect jerseys. You're telling me, oh, did you see that Corey Waddell's going to debut this yeah. this week? Okay, good on you, Darren. Yeah, Excellent. Well, and I can only, so I can only go on the what workout. I told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so that, yeah, that that must be fun. But that's a great thing for Manly to do, you know. Like, so they debut, they, they, they get the embroidery, they get the number on the jumper, they get to keep that jumper. You guys will frame it. And they've got it forever. Yeah. And obviously, we've been doing it now. With we've extended that to all the legends of the club too. So there's you've got le absolute legends of the club dropping in every second day now. Max, to get their Max dropped in on, on Monday and dropped his uh, dropped his jersey. Maxi Krilich dropped in to get his uh, jacket um, personalised with his player number. I think he had Zorbers too, didn't he? He did have Zorbers. Yep. Yeah, so one ninety four. Five and one ninety eight. I was surprised they they're not that far apart. I was thinking they're that not, they were, uh, I won't say which one I thought was well older, but <laughs> no, I, I, no, no. I didn't know they were so close together, which is good because you see a couple of the old players walk in together. I think Terry Randall and Max are one number apart. Yeah, okay. they walked into a function the other week at, at Four Pines, and then you see the history right there in front of you right. that they they debuted yeah. right next to each other. Well, I had uh, my father in law's brother debuted uh, three after both of those guys. So yeah. He was two o two. David McKenzie. Been gone a little while now, but yeah, he was a, an old manly first grader. Well, that's interesting. We've learned a bit of McKenzie history with the Manly Seagulls we today, have. haven't we? We have. So, Darren, as part of your uh, partnership with the Seagulls, you get considerable uh, allocation of hospitality to go and watch games at, at Lotto Land. How's that going this year? You yeah, no, no. I've, I've, I've put the tickets up for sale, but I haven't <laughs> had any takers yet. 
It's the it's the corporate box in your lounge room this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, getting a lot of value out of it. Tell us about those experiences about sitting in that corporate area. It's it's been the Brookvale Mitsubishi Lounge. It's been the Shore and Partners Chairman's Club, and getting to know the other sponsors of the club. And it can be those small medium enterprises and the business owners there who want to be a part of the club. Only have a finite amount of money. They're not a Shore and Partners. They're not a URM, but put a significant part of their marketing budget towards the club because they want to support but also be a part of the uh the club in a sense of support as well you've no doubt brokered some some lovely relationships oh, with look, some absolutely of those yeah, look and, and, and look some relationships lead to work others don't but that's uh that's how it works all the people that we deal with everyone i've come across has been lovely uh, and that's it we, we have we've done a lot of work for a lot of the different companies sure and partners have been one we've done lots of work for them uh but Norm, uh, all... Sarah, you mentioned sarah strada norm at sarah strada loves your work you norm, couldn't believe norm, the turnaround yeah, on those no, jerseys no, absolutely there so no, yeah but then that's something uh, to look forward to going going ahead but we uh yeah look we we try and yeah, put ourselves out there to let everybody know what we do whether it be supplying their uniforms or just the embroidery or promotional products anything that they need sometimes that leads to something sometimes it doesn't but you always uh, you, you always meet some really nice people mm. and like-minded obviously like-minded absolutely you know you've all you've, you're all at the footy so you've all got the same enthusiasm for the footy and what's going on around you but what's the great for us great. is that we sorry to jump in there yeah. um, I was going to say what's great for us is that have we as we have new partners come to the club there's yourself and there's a few others that have been around for a while now and we basically say like it, it helps us the fact that you're investing with the club, you're a partner, but you're also kind of acting as a, as another arm of our business development because we can bring in new partners, know that we can introduce them to yourself and a few others and like Glenn from Avalon Air and a few of the other guys that are ver- that are regulars that we can say, go and have a chat with these guys. They'll make you feel welcome. Absolutely. And then those relationships start to develop from just, there. Just took an order off Glenn the other day for a whole lot of new uniforms. So nice. Talking about good blokes, we'll give Glenn from Avalon Air a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. He's going okay, I think. Good. Good. So you're a passionate Manly fan now? I am, you know, I'm on board. Took me a long while to come out and say it out loud, but yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. It just gives everyone something to look forward to. Look, and you know, I've passed that on to my daughter. My daughter loves you know, more than my son. She she rather goes to the footy than, than do anything else. That's uh, it's, it's a good bond. Uh, Darren, part of your sponsorship was, is a, was a player partner, uh, which some people might know is when you go to the games every week, we have a rotating list of player partners for our 17 players and part of the assets they get with that player partnership is anytime your player scores a try or kicks a goal, you get your brand and mention up on the big screen. One of my first experiences with the club on game day was round two, 2018, <laughs> Manly versus Parramatta, 54-0. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you had Cherry I Evans. I had Cherry, yeah, yeah, no. And I think he kicked eight goals that day. Eight goals, scored a try. Scored a try. I, so. I, I, I thought they should have just left his name up there the whole time. <laughs> and your brand. And my brand, yeah. Well, no. wasn't that like 54-0 and about 55 degrees? Yeah, that, that was, yes. yeah. We'd just come back from Coffs Harbour that day. We'd been away playing golf and we came down and I told the boys, you've got to wear long pants. You've got to look like you're a part of the... Uh, environment yeah that was a really really hot day i don't know they never forgave me for that because i've gone in there and everyone's walking around in shorts when we win by 50 you can take your shirt off at the foot <laughs> no that's right yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah uh, we've almost come to the end of our chat here today but here's your opportunity to give a little uh little pitch little uh sales invitation to any potential customers out there not only on the northern beaches, but Sydney wide, I'd imagine anywhere. Anywhere uh, in Australia. Anywhere in Australia. Anywhere we post stuff. What can you do 
and why are you the best? A commitment to being flexible to what people want. Sometimes you don't get things right the first time, and that's not that's from the customer's level. You know, they might want to change things, and we're happy to change things as often as they need to. Keeping it local, supporting local business for all embroidery, whether uniforms, screen printing, anything that you want decorated, we can work with the customer as to what they need. I think from a customer's point of view, it's the attention to detail and the care factor that, that I think yeah, really makes and you've, difference. And I think you've just got to have that. It's, uh, it's just something that you need to have, and it's something that I've had through everything that we've done. You know, it's just, a, if it's not right, it doesn't go out. Yeah. Luke and I know that better than anyone. You know, we've had occasions where on a Tuesday we needed to get a brand on the jersey to be packed by Alex Ross uh, for the boys by Thursday morning. You know, it's important to get our new sponsors on as soon as possible. We call you up and Darren, 99 times out of 100, you've delivered for us. And it's, it's a huge thing for Luke and I but it's a huge thing for the club. It's a huge thing for our sponsors and we cannot thank you enough. That's my pleasure. My pleasure. We can't survive without it. Mate, you're a legend. We really enjoy your time here today. I hope you did as Good well. Fun. Excellent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a terrific little chat here at the Seekers Business Podcast with Darren Robinson. This has been the Seagulls Business Podcast, presented by and recorded in the studios of Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Seagulls on LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Seagulls podcast channel shows, head to seagulls.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII Live Media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel. 